Mark Azoulay is an industry leader in psychotherapy and men's mental health. He's helped countless guys get back on their feet, deepen their relationships, and excel in their lives. Now he's taken all that he has learned and is sharing it with you. In each episode, Mark will interview an expert in the field of masculinity and men's work. We'll cover topics such as emotional intelligence, masculine identity, anger management, financial health, trauma recovery, marriage and divorce, ethics, and spirituality. Tune in and become a better man. Welcome back to the Men's Therapy Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Azoulay, and I'm here with Pete Taylor. He's a co-founder of the Awakened Man Project, a father, an ex-pro athlete, and a leader of thousands of men. I'm really excited to have this conversation with you because as I've been digging into you know, what male communities are out there, I love what you guys are putting together. It seems like an incredible blend of coaching, teaching, mentoring, events. I mean, you got it all. So I'm really happy to learn more about you and your program. Welcome to the show. Hello. I am. Uh, I'm excited to talk about it. It's um, this is the thing that I needed years ago. Still, still need now. Like I frequently say to the guys on the calls, it's like this work that we're doing together. Like I need it just as much as as, as you guys are receiving it. Yeah, yeah. So let's just dig in with your personal story. Tell us a little about yourself, Pete. Like, what was your relationship with masculinity growing up, and how did you get into doing men's work? If you'd said the word to uh, men's work to me. Even two years ago, I'd have had no idea what you're talking about. And not I wouldn't have had a clue what you're talking about. Just two years ago, I was in a bricks and mortar business that I had built. Uh, I had a team of 20 people. I was very much in the architectural world. I was doing architecture, interiors, construction, completely different world to what I'm in now. But like where my journey of masculinity started if i go back to like when i was 13 14 years old back then my bone and muscle density was three years below what it should have been um i was later doctors prescribed me with all sorts but what that meant when i was a young boy was that a 13 year old looking like a 10 year old a 16 year old looking like a 13 year old and I, I very quickly got the nickname Little Pete, very quickly was, was bullied, um, not just by the boys, physically by the boys, but verbally by the girls, mm-hmm. right? And so from a young age, and like when you're a teenage boy, it's hard anyway, like there's loads of stuff going on, right? So this adage of being Little Pete, um, but that led me to go into the gym really, really early, led me like 15, 16, starting to go to the gym, starting to train, and I learned quickly that it was well within my power to change, not just physically, the, but going to the gym made me feel good and gave me more confidence. And then in, and it was, I think that was no coincidence that not long after that, like the bullying stopped. And, um, and, and I started to change as a, as a young boy coming into, coming into a young man. Yeah, I'm curious about that time. Did you, I find it so interesting talking to other like millennials, right? Or elder millennials, where I feel like we didn't really question or think about gender in the same way that the younger generations do now. But I wonder with the bullying, did you, did you ever wonder about that? Maybe not, you know, if you were a man or not, but if you could fit in with other guys or if you were strong enough, like, did any of those feelings come up for you? Uh, the biggest, like, I absolutely wanted the cool kids to like me. 
that was a big thing i wanted the cool kids to like me and i wanted the girls to like me that was that was also a big thing and like when i was coming up from my like mid-teens 15 16 like all my buddies having girlfriends i'm not Right, and there was a it was a real problem for me. It's like, what's what's wrong with me? <laughs> like, you know, why am I so small? Um, you know, this is this is definitely the reason that I'm not getting the girls. Um, so, I don't know whether I, I it wasn't like I was questioning um, whether I think really I wasn't really thinking about that. I was just like, I want to get the girls, and I want the boys to like me. It was only like much much yeah. later on. Um, when I started doing like this, like deeper work into my past and like how my brain works and how my makeup is, it's like, ah, I start to learn a lot about like the impact of my parents divorcing when I was 13. Um, and, and like, and me then like my mother bringing me up and my father moving away when I was probably 15, he moved to a different country. So I then started to learn like the impacts that had on my masculinity, which was probably, which was not, yeah, probably to as important of a role as the bullying did and as the little Pete did. Oh, hundred percent. Right. I mean, growing up with an absent father and going through that, you want to share a little bit more about what that divorce was like and how it impacted you? Yeah, the divorce. Um, I, li- I literally we spoke. I spoke about this a couple of weeks ago. I was over in Dubai and with with some with a couple of friends, and we were talking about because um, I'm actually going for a divorce now, mm-hmm. right? Um, and we we're talking about me going for a divorce, and the and the guy I was with, he was also had been through a divorce a couple of years ago, and we we're talking about that. And I was like, Do you know what? I can remember when I was 13 years old, I was standing at the top of the hallway. Um, in the house that our, my family used to live in, and my dad telling me that him and mum are getting divorced, and he cried. And it was the first time I'd seen my dad ever show really any emotion, let alone like real, like bawling tears. Mm-hmm. And I was just, I just, I remember, I remember all the feelings. I can feel my goosebumps going up now. Like it was, and it was a real, like, pivotal moment, like in me starting to grow up as a, like a very young boy like seeing my dad who is like very he's you know he's it was like a very traditional man um back then <laughs> right and so seeing him like that was um it shocked me it absolutely shocked me and then and then actually and then going off from that although he tried to be there when my parents divorced i think it i think he struggled with it a lot yeah, I'm making it to get back with the older man and emotions thing, right? Because, you know, I'm a therapist in the therapy field. It's like, hey, we need to see older men have emotions, normalize it, et cetera, et cetera. But I have a similar story of seeing my dad cry when his dad died, right, at my grandfather's funeral. And it was the most disturbing thing. It disturbed me on such a core level because similar sounds like to your father, he's very stoic. He's very, he's, he's happy and jokey, but there's no um, sadness or grief yeah. there. And when I saw that, it wasn't this like liberating moment. It was terror. I felt real terror seeing my dad cry. I'd never seen him in a state like that ever. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's um, yeah, when you've not seen it, it's a shock because you mm-hmm. look like he's 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 the man. Like men don't <laughs> like it, and even even at, even at that age, like at thirteen, I like I, it, it was instilled into me that men don't cry. Right, right. And if and if dad's crying, if the man is crying, something's really wrong. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Something's really wrong. Um, so yes, yeah, so let's keep moving through your story, right? So you go from bullying, you go through the divorce, 
where do you go from there? Yeah, like, um, so coming into my like later teens, I'm taking the gym really seriously. Taking the gym really seriously. Um, I'm also taking money pretty seriously as well. Like I just want to earn money. Started earning, like started doing the paper round when I was 13. Started selling. Do you remember like Pokemon cards? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Started selling the Pokemon cards on the playground. <laughs> nice. Um, so like there was like I wanted to earn money and I started work when I was 17, got straight into into like into the corporate world. They took me to university. I continued with the gym. I was very, very, I was becoming obsessed with that. I was trialing every diet, trialing every sort of routine. And in my early 20s, as I started to climb the corporate ladder, I also started to compete um, in the gym world. So like in the bodybuilding, like fitness modeling world. Mm -hmm. So getting up on stage, um, which is, and, and like from going, from being bullied um, about really the way I looked, yeah to going to be on stage now i look back at that now i'm like fucking hell, i had some balls right to be on stage really to be judged on the way i look that's the only way you win those competitions you, you're being judged on the way you look mm-hmm. yeah down right. to like the finest detail right to like single muscle definition and, and all that absolutely yeah, yeah it's all got to be symmetrical it's like the way the way you present yourself on stage the way you hold your confidence on stage the way you move on stage like it's like it's um it requires an awful lot of confidence and it requires an awful lot of discipline um, to be able to get yourself into that sort of physique and an awful lot of sacrifice. Um, so I continued that bodybuilding sort of fitness modeling. It wasn't a career. It was like, it was a hobby. Um, and in the end I, I won a number of competitions and I got my pro card and I competed in the London O2 arena and thousands of people and, and, and that was a very interesting time for me because it taught me how to be disciplined. It it taught me that if I really, really wanted, because I wanted to win, it's like if I really, really wanted something and I, I put my mind to it and I put everything into it, then I had a good chance of doing that. Um, and then that discipline that I learned from really just all that sacrifice, just doing that, doing the hard shit I didn't want to do, getting up at five in the morning to go and train when it's raining and cold in England. Right, and then do, and then having to go back to the gym in the evening to do the same to train, mm-hmm. and 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 just like the religious eating, you're only eating your chicken and rice and, and potatoes and da, 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 that sort. That's what the food was. So, um, but learning that taught me great skills and and behavioural traits for then going off to build my business, which is then what I did in my late twenties. Yeah. Yeah, I think about this idea of male initiation, right? And I think you're talking about two of the main ways that guys do it, right? Is like fitness and business, right? Entrepreneurship. Yeah. And it sounds like you really went hard on both, which is incredible. You know, this idea of, like you said, having to show up, practice discipline, push yourself, um, kind of get out of some of the more boyhood ideas like procrastination, right? Or laziness or, you know, um, self-destructive behavior. It sounds like you really had to do that do you feel like you were initiated during that time like was that your kind of board of man transition um kind of i like my boy to man transition was is pr- it probably was in my actually in my early 30s mm-hmm. um there was never i don't think there was ever really a defining like oh, i've crossed the border now like i've 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 had that like i've i've sacrificed the lamb i don't like I don't think there was ever that, that that defining moment. Like I, I absolutely do remember being in my early thirties and thinking, "I am fucking just still a boy in a man's body," 
there's so many there's still so many like boyish tendencies and there was so much for me to learn and and i i and being really honest it was probably only a couple of years ago where i really made a big like impactful change which was when so just to backtrack a little bit to my very late 20s i set up a business and i set that up with a business partner and we grew that business from living room to the three-story building in london and we won loads of awards and we had a big team and we did really well but the i had a business breakdown so on on year six i had a, a fuck it moment and i left my own business I'd, I'd, I'd had enough and now i look back at that and now i can i can like assess how i acted and like i had no boundaries i, I didn't even know like we did architecture right so a boundary to me was a fence Right. I had, I didn't, I didn't, yeah. didn't know what the word was. I just, yeah. I had no idea. Right. I, there was, I, I had, there was no, no signs of me showing any, any signs of like being assertive. Right. Right. There was, there was, I had plenty of very strong, like masculine traits in that I could work my fucking ass off and I could, and I could work all hours and I was very, very hungry and I would, and I'll go out and I go, and I'll, it'd be like warrior esque, very, very warrior. Right. But I was lacking many, many masculine traits at the same time. And, you know, I, I had no idea how to have a hard conversation and how to maintain a hard conversation and, and to, and to push through when I needed to push through. And that, and ultimately that, that led to me leaving my business, my own business. Right. Which was for the best because it led to me setting up the awakened man because it was absolutely what i needed i was in i was in search for something and i'd been in like my personal development journey started when i went we started going to the gym i started reading books on like how to be confident and, I, and then that was it i was a i was a bookworm and i was a I was a gym goer and i was a personal development addict ever since then so leaving actually the, the business breakdown helped me to step into being more of a man and it also put me on a journey of, of of finding like my own masculinity, which then led me to setting up the Awaken Man because I couldn't find it. I couldn't find anywhere to teach me. Yeah. And, and so it's like, well, if I can't find it, I'm just going to create it and I'm going to bring the experts in and then I'm going to surround myself with other great guys. And then before we know it, we're two years in and there's, yeah, and it's, and, yeah, we've got thousands of guys that are in our communities. I love that. Yeah, it is painful how hard it is to find some of these places you know and to find places where men can be open and honest and encourage each other to grow so i'm happy you're out there doing that work um you know i we're going to a commercial break but when we get back i want to ask you a couple questions um one thing that you talked about was kind of this breakdown moment right and i'm really interested and if you think men need that like do we need that rock bottom moment do we need to be motivated through pain right or through our patterns being destroyed is that the catalyst that it takes for a guy mm. to take, go to the next level? So um, we'll talk about that when we get back. If you're listening, uh, hang on in there and we'll see you on the other side of the commercial break. Men's Therapy Online is now accepting new members. Men's Therapy Online offers a solution to the lack of outlets for emotional expression, positive role models, and access to meaningful milestone experiences. In our post-COVID world, loneliness is at an all-time high. Men need consistent community. Our society is rapidly changing, 
Old models of masculinity are falling at the task of promoting emotional intelligence and meaningful connection. Men's Therapy Online offers tools and experiences designed to help the man who is struggling to balance traditional male roles and emotional fluidity. Whether you need to get back on your feet or take your life to the next level, Men's Therapy Online has your back. We help our members become a true 21st century man. A man who is not burdened by the rapid change of society, but who contributes to it honorably. If you're interested in signing up and finding your band of brothers, go to menstherapy.online to learn more. That's menstherapy.online. Start your journey today. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to the Men's Therapy Podcast with Mark Azalea. To reach the show today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Or send an email to podcast at menstherapy.online or visit www.menstherapypodcast.com. Now, back to the Men's Therapy Podcast. Welcome back to the Men's Therapy Podcast. I'm sitting here with Peter Taylor. He's the co-founder of the Awaken Man Project. And I pitched him a question at the end of the last segment where I talked about, you know, do you think that men need that rock bottom suffering moment where everything falls apart? You know, for you, you talked about where you pushed yourself way too far, right? And you had to really just have a fuck it moment and walk away from your business, right? Like it got you up to a point, right? The warrior hustle mentality, but at some point it's just like, holy shit, you know, this is unsustainable. Um, so I'm curious, yeah, do you think men need pain? Yeah, 100%. I think it's um, sometimes it's a little bit sad that us guys sometimes need that fucking awful moment to to, to turn our lives around. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I, so in my mid-20s, I lost my best friend in a car accident. So he was 25. I was just about to turn 25. And um and up until then, I'd never really had anything bad happen to me. I actually remember fucking thinking, like prior prior to that car accident, I've never really had much. To, <laughs> never actually had anything bad happen to me. I've had a pretty easy ride. Like no one around me's died, and I've just I've been all I had. Yeah, I had the bullying back then, but I was way way over that then, and I, I, I'd, I'd already seen it was helping me. Mm-hmm. And um, and when Danny um died in a car accident that fucking turned my world upside down it was you know i mean we used to talk every day it was one of those relationships every day and back in the day he was the cool kid he was the guy that like i really like i, I admired and then we became best friends um and then and then that was it one day done boom and of course i went through an incredible amount of pain incredible amount of trauma and it was about probably 18 months after that when I started to pick myself back up is when I really, that's when I started my business. Right? I, I, I had a fuck it moment in my corporate career and I was like, fuck this, I'm out, boom, done. Start, started the business. Um, and then later on, I had the same fuck it moment in my own in my own business when I when I led, left my business because I had the, the, kind of a bit of a breakdown because I put myself through so much pain, but like all of this pain 
And like I can look back at like Danny's death and you know, I'd love it if he was sat with me here now, but he's not. Um and I absolutely grew from that. Like I absolutely became a better man from that. I like so I uh, yeah, I I agree. Like I do think all men need pain. I think that men need to do hard shit. I think in today's society, men don't do enough hard shit. And it's very, and it's very, very easy for guys just to fucking get away with it. Um, it's extremely easy for guys just to sit at home and play the PlayStation and just mull around and watch porn and go on social media and then watch a little bit more porn and then just feel sedated. And it's, it's, there's, and there's, there's no one, there's no one really there like to fucking keep them accountable or pick them back up or say, what the fuck are you doing? They haven't got that. So then it's, it's easy. I agree. Yeah, there's like a big pull down into this kind of lethargy, depression thing that I see a lot of guys in, right? And they, yeah, they just, they're lost. There's no male role models. There's really no reason in a lot of ways, right? Like a lot of guys, you know, can get by, right? Whether it be because of our privilege or because of our families or because of, you know, we can like live a mediocre life very easily. And there's not the same kind of suffering that I imagine there was historically, right? Like you don't have to go out there and hunt the elk, right? Or, you know, keep watch on the walls or do any of that stuff, right? So I think it does take action, right? It takes guys putting themselves into situations in which they will suffer on purpose. And Mm -hmm. I think for a lot of people, a lot of men will stick with guys. Like it's, that's like not palatable. They don't want to do that. You know, they don't want to suffer on purpose. They're like, why would I do that? Um, So I'm, I'm curious for you, like, how would you, how do you talk to somebody about that? How do you, you know, motivate a man to like suffer on purpose or to bring challenge into their lives? Um, I put a fucking mirror in front of his face. Yeah, there you go. Like, I so I had this on today's Awaken Man call, and um, I lost my shit at, at a couple of the guys, and I could see their faces because I don't always lose. I don't. I don't. I am. I don't always lose my shit with the guys. They um they like it that I have high standards, and and they like and they go well. I, I like to listen to what Pete's going to say because he's got high standards of what he does, and we see that he actually he does what he says he's going to do. I think guys get a lot from that, but but every so often, I think guys need to kick up the ass and they need a punch in the gut, and and then there's there's a bit too much of the let's talk openly, and we'll put an arm around you and give you a cuddle. Um, and I, th- I think there's a place for, there's absolutely a place for just like getting some shit off your chest. It's like, get some, let's just get some stuff off your chest. Now let's move forward. But if you're not moving forward, then I think it needs, uh, well, let, I'm just going to shine a mirror up at what's going on. And here's the reality of it. Cause no one else is telling you, no one else is telling you that you're fat and you look like shit. And you could do something about it because it's because it's because you've done something about it before, but you haven't done anything about it now. And you've got and you've got kids and you've got a wife, and you're being lazy, right? So that that, that that's one thing. And then your business isn't performing. Why isn't your business performing? Because you're not doing. You're not just. You're just not doing the actions you need to do. You're you're being lazy again. You're getting easily distracted by a phone. Um, that you're looking on Instagram and then and then you you're looking on the highlight reel some because there's ladies on there's just constant ladies with the, in their bikinis and their tops off and all, and all this and and now you've got an urge in the middle of the day to go and jerk off right and because no one's around you go and do it right and that and and now, and now you feel tired 
and then you've just neglected all the stuff you need to do in your business and then it repeats and then you don't look after your health and we, and, and a lot of the time it's because they don't want to do hard they don't want to do hard stuff because it's easy not to do hard stuff I, I get up really I get up at four in the morning it's hard and I I get up at that time because I like a it's hard and I like doing hard stuff I can train earlier and I can also get a good amount of work done I go to bed earlier I go to bed early. I make sure I get my sleep. But it's so easy for a guy not to get up early. I'm not saying you need to get up at four in the morning. It doesn't matter what time you get up. But it's it's very, very easy for a guy to say to himself, do you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna get up at six. I'm gonna get up an hour earlier than I used than I normally do. And I'm gonna go and train. I'm gonna go and do something hard. I'm gonna go and p- move my body. And then when the time comes and the and the alarm goes off, and then you go, I'll do it tomorrow. I'll, I'll snooze for 10 minutes it's warm in bed it's just the easy decision it's so so easy to make that des- decision not to ultimately step up into the discomfort into the uncomfort and you just stay safe mm. and and i think this is the thing that, that a lot of guys don't get i think a lot of guys get away with it because they a think they're never going to die they think they're invincible and they got, and I think they got years and years and years left. It'd be all right. I'll, I'll do it next week. I'll do it next year. I'll, I'll, I'll sort myself out then. So they think they're never going to die. But I can tell you from my fucking experience, people die. Just like that. Just like my mate Danny did. They die. The next thing is, they think that no one's looking at them. And because no one's watching them, there's no one to keep them account. So there's not, yeah, no, my, my, my wife's here, but. She's not saying anything, so I'm just going to continue. But there's no one there to really keep them account. There's no one looking at them, so they think they can get away with it. But here's the thing. There is someone looking at them. It's their soul and their psyche, whatever whatever you want to call it, that is looking at them. And every time they make a decision that goes against progression or goes against growth, the easy decision, every time they break their own word, it will just leave a little dent on their soul over and over and over and over again and you do that over a number of years and that's where you see very very lazy man who's not who's not who's not going to go anywhere in life because he's repeated that it just becomes habitual and it's in then it's literally imprinted on the soul yeah i i love what you're saying that right there's like some psychology research of gender differences between men and women right and women really care about self-esteem Right, which is essentially like, what do other people think about me, or what do I think about myself? Do I like myself? Whereas men connect with self-efficacy, which is, can I do a thing? Right, just like you said, can I keep my own word? Can I do a hard thing? Am I able to run that mile? Am I able to lift that heavy thing? Am I able to fix the thing in my house? Right, like, am I effective in my life? And I see it just the same in my therapy practice. Exactly what we were talking about, man. Of like those ongoing broken promises to the self, you know. Um, my story, you know, I'm sober. I was a drug addict for a while, right? That was kind of my rock bottom moment. And I had to learn that about myself, right? I had to like keep the promise of sobriety because every time I would break that, every time I would drink, every time I would smoke it, you know, in like a echo chamber, wasn't that bad, right? Like I was fine. I could still function. But like you said, I was denting my soul. I was destroying my self-efficacy. I was destroying my view of myself. Um, so yeah, I think learning to keep your promise to yourself is a huge thing that I wish I wish guys talked about more, you know? Yeah. 
Uh, absolutely. And this yeah. is the next thing on just like keeping your promises is keeping your standards high. Yeah. It's have it's like it's it's like having very, very, very high standards for yourself. I was speaking to a guy today. He's good man. He just joined the program, and I'm and I'm and I'm proud of him from from because it was a it was a ballsy move for him. He was extremely nervous. He's not done something like this before. But he was talking to me about his drinking, and he doesn't. He says I don't have a drinking problem. Um, I might have like four or five pints um, a couple of times a week, like. And he said, but I just feel like crap every time after. And he goes, I can have, I can have a pint, and I'll, I'll be okay, but I'll have three more, and I feel like crap the next day. And um, but prior to him telling me that, he told me that he put on a load of weight over the last two years, which he hadn't taken, which he hadn't been able to get off, and his business wasn't doing as well as he wanted it to. It was just doing okay, and it had been ticking along for two years. Um, and I was like. Dude, like that, you use the alcohol is a vice. The alcohol is not serving you. Yeah, fine, go out and have a pint. But those extra three, what, what, what's it doing to you? It's not doing you any favors for your health. And then, you, and then you literally just said to me, your business has been ticking along for two years. Yet, probably two days of the week, maybe three days of the week, you're not feeling on top form because you're feeling hungover. There's a problem, right? I was like. Yeah, you might get an an additional hour of laughter down the pub with the guys having an extra three pints, but is that hour of laughter worth than the sacrifice that you make and 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 all the stuff that you're not getting? It's no, it's not, right? So just what, just cap it, get rid of it, hold your standard higher. Yeah. It's like you've got a daughter. It's like you've got a daughter and you've got a wife. They're looking at you. The daughter, especially, she's very, very young. She's like a year old. I was like, dude, in a year's time, she'll be looking at everything that you're doing, everything that you're doing. She'll copy you. She won't. She won't care about what you say. She'll care about what you do. And that's the reality of it. Absolutely, yeah. So that's that kind of dovetails the question I wanted to ask you, which is around like a level deeper of motivation, right? Like, what gets guys going to that next level? You know, you talked about warrior during the first segment, and when I was in my warrior mode, I was like angry right anger was the motivation spite proving people wrong like acquiring power and resources right which is effective i think guys have to go through that right I, no shame on doing that i think we need to do that but i'm curious what is like the next fuel right like kind of once you've established the beachhead and now you just want to get better what what keeps you going what do you see keep the guys going yeah um i love angry emotion mm -hmm. it's i think it's like it's good for like interim it's not sustainable long term, right? It, it, for, for it's like periods. the booster mode, mode right? Yeah, like you can just boost forward it's with it. Yeah. If you are able to control the anger, yeah. anger is a fantastic emotion. Yeah. Um, and mode, and the thing is, and this is the next thing. Like, guys, guys will want motivation and go. Oh, I'm, well, I'm not motivated. I go like, I'm not motivated to get up. Oh, I'm not motivated to go and build the business. I'm not motivated to get up before in the morning. I, but I use discipline to do that. Like, motivation is it's finite. You know, it comes and goes. You can't rely on that shit. But you, what you can rely on is like your structures and your discipline to do the hard stuff when you don't want to do the hard stuff. So, like, I would absolutely be having like structures, protocols around. Here's a routine. I'm going to do this, whether it's sunny, rainy, or there's a rainbow with a unicorn jumping over it. I'm still going to do it. Okay, and we can talk about purpose and passion, and. It's a quite, it's, we'll probably be here for quite some time talking about that. 
and I think that's hard to find. And I think you need to, you need to be able to find it. You have to go on a big journey, and you have to do the work. You're, you're not going to find purpose or passion sat in, sat on your sofa watching TV or sat in your bed. You have to, in my opinion, you've got route A and you've got route B. Route A is the safe route, the route that society wants you to take, or that maybe like maybe your parents want you to take the safe route, get the corporate job, or whatever, whatever that looks like. Route B is a scary route that you know sometimes you should probably take and you're scared to do it. I'd I'd be taking route B because that's where you're likely going to find paths that are going to lead onto some form of purpose, some form of passion, and then and that will give you a further drive in life. Yeah, I like what you're saying that discipline, that willpower, kind of, and yeah, building atomic habits, right? Like habits and structures that will not fail. Um, and that takes mm-hmm. time, right? It takes time and, and creativity. Um, so. We're going to move to our next commercial break. When we get back, I want to have you speak direct to the listeners about how they might build discipline, how they might get that willpower in their life, how they might you know, hold themselves to a higher standard. So some real practical tips. Um, so if you're listening, hang on in there. We'll see you all on the other side of the commercial break. Men's Therapy Online is now accepting new members. Men's Therapy Online offers a solution to the lack of outlets for emotional expression, positive role models, and access to meaningful milestone experiences. In our post-COVID world, loneliness is at an all-time high. Men need consistent community. Our society is rapidly changing. Old models of masculinity are falling at the task of promoting emotional intelligence and meaningful connection. Men's Therapy Online offers tools and experiences designed to help the man who is struggling to balance traditional male roles and emotional fluidity. Whether you need to get back on your feet or take your life to the next level, Men's Therapy Online has your back. We help our members become a true 21st century man, a man who is not burdened by the rapid change of society, but who contributes to it honorably. If you're interested in signing up and finding your band of brothers, go to menstherapy.online to learn more. That's menstherapy.online. Start your journey today. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You are listening to the Men's Therapy Podcast with Mark Azalay. To reach the show today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Or send an email to podcast at menstherapy.online or visit www.menstherapypodcast.com. Now, back to the Men's Therapy Podcast. Welcome to the final segment. In this segment, we talk directly to you, the listener, and present some tactical and strategic ways to do some of the stuff we've been discussing during this episode. So, Pete, I just want to give you the mic, talking about discipline and willpower and really how to how to kick your life to that next level. What would you recommend guys do and, and where should they start? Yeah. Okay. First thing, let's start with awareness, right? So, and we'll talk about discipline. I think it's imperative that every man knows how to utilize discipline to its to its fullest capabilities. So these are the three types of discipline that I like to work with. Number one is structural discipline. These are your, your routines, your protocols, your habits. Number two is reactive discipline. This is how you react in, a, in any given moment. 
So at any given moment, there's a stimulus and a response. Okay. And in the middle of the stimulus and response, there is a there is a there is a gap where you can react. I like to respond. Okay. And the and the and the first like tactical part I'm going to give you here is if there are particular moments or scenarios in your life where you know that you react, you know that you get triggered or you react. There might be two or three that you can think of. Let's just work on them and them alone. Go, right, okay, I know that I get triggered in those moments. I know that I get angry or I get upset or I go quiet. I go into victim mode, whatever that looks like. So that all I want you to be is just be aware of when that happens. And then you can choose your response. Okay, so the next time it happens, choose your response. So that's reactive discipline. The next, the third type of discipline is expansive discipline. I- expansive discipline is the hardest to um, to handle. This is the the moment to moment, but being able to think bigger. Okay, it's being able to like have a big big goal over in the future, but be able to bring that all the way back to now, and then moment to moment when you react, you are able to think about and respond in a way that pushes you further forward towards your goal. Okay, so the three types of discipline. The easiest to master is the first one, structural. Okay. Um, And the first thing I think about doing is how can you make your life harder? How can you put you through some pain? Like the pain pain will set you free. It absolutely will. So I'd, I'd absolutely be looking at how can I get up earlier? Just like, can can I get up 30 minutes earlier? Can I get up an hour earlier? Can I get up an hour and a half earlier? Because when you do that, A, it's hard. And when it's cold, we want to do it when it's cold. We want to do it all year round, including the weekends. Okay, so the, so the bedtime and the wake-up time is exactly the same. When we get up, it's and then we go and do something productive first thing. I would suggest working out. I'd suggest going to a gym or I'd su- or doing a home workout. Do some form of movement. Do something else hard, right? So then immediately, straight off the bat, you're doing two things that are difficult to do, but they are, A, giving you more time, right, to go and do something productive, and B, it's elevating your state. Like, I, I honestly don't believe there is anything else in this world that can elevate your state that's with literally within your reach, there's nothing else other than working out, right? It releases so many great hormones and 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 so on, and it's it's been there's been loads and loads of science around how great training is for a man's mental health, right? So that's the first thing I do. The next thing I think about is your food. Follow a diet and track it. Get someone to figure out what your macros are and what you should be eating, and then like whether you want to lose weight or whether you want to gain some gain some muscle. Figure out what that is, and then track it. Okay, and there's a reason behind this because a it's, it's hard, right? So follow follow try and follow a clean diet, and then track that diet. So hit your macros. It's difficult to do that, but it will teach you a skill set in learning what to eat and how to eat and also teach you another skill set in being able to track and staying disciplined and this is what i'm going to eat right and then then when you reach for the cookie jar because you're feeling hungry it's like uh, 
there's a moment I can either choose a moment of weakness here or I could be strong what am I going to choose uh, and I can assure you that happens 10 times over the course of a day you, like you, and and you don't give in to the weakness of the cookie jar or the whatever it is you're going to eat the chocolate bar or the bit of pizza you build strength you build mental strength and you do that over and over and over again i'm telling you guys in time you fucking back yourself you know i've I've been pretty good with this i've been getting up early i've been training religiously now i've been tracking my diet i'm looking good i'm feeling good my wife is winking at me right think this is you know this is i feel good now and I know that I can stick to something. I'm going to back myself now and doing something a little bit bigger. The next thing I'll do, this is number four, get rid of your vices. Whatever your vices are, whether that's substance abuse, whether that's drugs, whether that's alcohol, um, if, there's a, if there's a porn, it doesn't have to be an addiction, but if it's there, remove it. It does us no favors as men, trust me. Social media, do you scroll too much on social media? Do you find yourself that you're just there numbing, just scrolling, scrolling, clicking, clicking? Or TV, maybe there's too much TV going on. You might find yourself, you watched way too much TV when you could either be asleep or you could be doing something productive. So remove the vices. Those four things are hard. All of them are very, very hard to do. But guess what? You, you, you do all those things you think your life's going to exponentially improve i can tell you it will do i get all my guys to go and do stuff do these things we get them to do other things but these these are their their core and you'll absolutely improve your life you'll feel better you look better you get mentally resilient you back yourself your wife will be happy or your partner will be happy right your kids will look at you in a different way literally every, like i train every morning and my son, he's two and a half years old, Leo, who stays with me, he, he joins me in the gym. He he knows to get out of his cot and he, he knows where, because he gets out of his cot about, I don't know what time he gets out, about 6.30, 7, depending on what time. And if I'm still in the gym, he'll, he'll come in the gym and he sees me in there. And uh, like, it just, it will just instill great habits and rituals into your own children. Yeah, he's, he's picking up on that, which is really great. It's a great role model. Um, I, I want to bring you back around because I think what you said was incredible, right? Of It's not just the outcomes you get from changing these things in your life, right? It's the skills that it's going to teach you in order to make that happen. So I just want to zoom in on that a little bit, right? Because it's, it's, about, it's about the journey too, right? So what are some skills that people develop by doing things like, you know, training and controlling their diet and cutting out their vices? What, what do they have to learn? Yeah, I, I did a talk on this in London at the start of the year that three three levels for a man to exponentially grow his life is is increasing his skill sets, is increasing is working on his belief system, and then working on his character traits, so his behaviours. Skill sets is the easiest one, typically. We like we can go out and acquire skills. It's very like we can go out and we can do a, a course on Facebook marketing. Or we can go out and do a course on like how to talk or leadership. It's like very easy to acquire skills. Um, doing those sorts of habits, doing those four sorts of like disciplines, one of the best skills that you will learn there is focus. So, because we live in a world now 
where everyone is trying to catch our attention it is relentless it is everywhere there's the there's the next podcast there's the next youtube there's the next course there's the next program there's the next speaker there's the next thing on social media that's just it's there's the next advert it's freaking everywhere and and what these people what this like society is doing and so on and and hey listen like i'm part of that like i'm part of breeding that i have programs and so on <laughs> right but it fractures our attention and when, when our attention is fractured like it's hard for us to really focus and when we lose focus we can lose sight of really where we're going um and we can become stuck and we could become we can feel overwhelmed we can feel lost what these habits will also teach you is how to focus right because if we start getting rid of, getting rid of our vices we're actually off tv so we're not seeing as many habits we're not we're spending nowhere near as much time as you're used to on social media so you're not you're not being pulled into all these things and because you're because you're feeling better like um not just physically but like emotionally and mentally like you will feel better from doing this you'll be able to think clearer and it, it, like it's you won't um you won't feel the need to just be like drawn into something because you you'll have clarity of mind right and here's the next thing it's like if you if you quit a vice such as porn because i know it's a big problem for guys it was a problem for me i know it's a problem for guys i have hundreds of guys that tell me it's a problem or don't tell me it's a problem they just oh yeah well, i use that as though it's not a problem yeah but i can tell you you you, you eliminate something like that and your sex life will get better and 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 you'll have more energy and you'll you'll feel better so i think actually one of the the, the key skills there is focus that, that's what you will acquire from that and you you got focus you got discipline you're feeling better you're looking better like that's a you're now you're now in the one percent you're now well 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 above average so how easy it is to be to be above average it's so easy but it's just a little bit hard right yeah well and that's the thing i think we talked about previously i think the standards from men have just plummeted so to get in that top 50 percent is not that yeah, I mean, it's hard because I think it's hard for people to make the shift. But like you said, it's not that like challenging, I guess, or like the bar isn't as high as you would think. Because um, yeah, I think a lot of guys are in that like, you said the porn cycle, drinking too much, not doing anything very lethargic, right? Like no emotional depth or intelligence, right? Just kind of like existing. Yeah, and but listen. We want to bring guys out of that, right? We want to like throw them a life preserver. And we do, I, bit, you know? I want to bring as many guys out of that as possible. Yeah. But there, there, there will always be winners and there will always be losers. Mm -hmm. And I, I'm happy to continue the winning streak. It's whether the guys, the guys that are listening to this, whether you want to go, do you know what? Right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make a change. Now's now's the time. Because like I said earlier, like you could die tomorrow. You get run over by a bus. You have a hernia. Anything can happen. You can't take it for granted. Right. And it's like, as far as we know, we only have one life. So let's try to live the best life possible. Um, you know, like I said, even for your partners, for your wife, for your kid and for the world. Right? I think a lot of guys have a lot of incredible gifts that are behind these, these walls of laziness and lethargy and shutdown.
Yeah, one of the biggest things, one of one of my fears is getting to my deathbed and and thinking why the why did I not play that power move? What like why did I not go full out? Why did I have those those that number of years where I just I, I knew I was playing at like seventy percent and I could have played at hundred percent or could have played at ninety percent? Like that's a that's a huge fear. Right, I think like, why'd you probably, hold yourself back? Right. Yeah, absolutely. Like I have to catch myself. Like even today, there was a mo- there was a moment today, and I'm like, oh, that's a freaking power move that is. <laughs> like, and um, I had to catch myself, and I'm like, well, Pete, if I don't make that move in in a couple of years or ten years, will I look will I look back and go, you idiot? Come on, man, just just make the move. <laughs> What's the worst that can happen? Just step up to the plate and do it. Just step Uh, up to the plate, yeah. Well, on that note, we got to start to wrap up. But I'm curious, Pete, where can people learn more about you online? I am very active on Instagram. My handle is Pete underscore Taylor. I'm extremely active on that. Um, The second place is heroicman.com. That's where we're at. That's that's, uh, actually our new website. We're just moving over to heroicman.com. Great. Yeah. Check it out. Great programs. If you need that, like a little kick in your ass feature guy. Um, yeah. 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 With pleasure. So thanks again for joining me on the show. Um, listeners, thanks for tuning in. If you feel like a guy needs to hear this, share it, right. Send it to him, you know, listen to an hour. I think it'd be really helpful to get a guy who's like stuck in a rut, listen to what Pete's saying and just kind of get his ass moving for lack of a better term, you know? Um, so yeah, like it. Do all that stuff, share it, and we'll see you next week. Another episode of the Men's Therapy Podcast. Thank you for joining your host, Mark Angela, on the Men's Therapy Podcast. Be sure to tune in again live next Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel and anywhere podcasts are found. To support the show, leave a review on your favorite podcast platform. For more information or to apply to be a guest, visit www.menstherapypodcast.com.